Puzzled, a mystery book by P.J. Nichols. This audiobook is read to you today by Phoenix, Sage's father. I would like to dedicate this reading to Sage, my lovely daughter in Panama. Miss you very much. This is also dedicated to her cousins, Salora and Zayden. Chapter 5. I believe that's where we left off. Yes, chapter 5. At precisely 7.37 the next morning, Peter walked out the front door to head to school. If he rode, he would be able to delay his departure until 7.52. But since he wasn't sure if the roads were still muddy or not, he chose to walk. Just like every other morning, Peter began counting the number of steps it took to reach the end of the street. He knew it would take him an extra three or four steps today as he had to walk around a small puddle of water at the end of the driveway. He got to the corner on step 153. He knew he'd been taking another 900 or so more before reaching the intersection. After about eight minutes of walking, he noticed someone standing at the intersection again today. As he got closer, he quickly realized it was the same person as yesterday. And not only that, but the man looked as if he were waiting for Peter's arrival. Now, this is a getting creepy, Peter said to himself as he got closer and closer to the old man. Wanting to steer clear of any danger, Peter stopped walking when he was about two meters away from him. With a tinge of sarcasm in his voice, Peter asks, Lost again, sir? This is a pretty small town. It's tough to get lost in the same spot twice. It appeared as if Peter's words had gone in one ear and out the other, as the man's expression didn't change one bit. After a fairly long pause, the old man replied, Lost? No, in need of your assistance again? Yes. My assistance, Peter said hesitantly. What do you mean? Peter took a few more steps back. He wanted to ensure that he was well out of the old man's reach. Don't run away, the old man begged. The reason I need your help is, well... I need some puzzles solved. Puzzles? Peter said, having trouble hiding his interest. What do you mean? And why me? You ask. You could ask anyone. Because you, the old man said, are very clever. Remember the question I asked you yesterday? You were about the 200th person that I asked that exact same question to over the last six months. And none of the previous people were able to help. Peter backed up even further. Now this old guy was making him feel really, really uncomfortable. Wait, please wait, the man begged even more desperately than before. Peter looked the old man directly in the eyes. Just tell me what you want and why, Peter said. 
I have to get to school. I'm going to be late. As I just said, the old man explained, I want you to help me solve some puzzles. Why? Well, I can explain all the details in due time. For now, I'll leave you with this. The old man put a small cardboard box on the ground. Young man, he said, you are very smart, but I only need your help if you are exceptionally smart. Try to solve this puzzle. If you can't solve it, then you'll never see me again. But if you can solve it, then I will need to see you again. Then the old man turned around and slowly started to limp away. Peter looked down at the box. He nudged it a few times with his foot. Once he had convinced himself that it wasn't some type of explosive, he made the decision to look inside. I hope there isn't something like a dead frog in here, he said jokingly to himself. He used his foot to open up one of the flaps on the box, and its contents intrigued him significantly. End of chapter five. But wait, wouldn't you like to see what's ahead? How about we switch it up and take a look at chapter six? Shh, heck, why not just read the whole thing? Chapter six. Bonus chapter. Peter squatted down so he could get a closer look at what was inside. The box contained only three things. There was a carrot, a blue felt tip marking pen, and a small piece of paper with something written on it. He removed the paper from the box and stood up. The message was even more bizarre than the contents of the box. The message said, your tools, this box, a carrot, a blue felt marking pen, your task, make a rabbit change color, but you cannot color the rabbit with the pen. Oh, this just keeps getting weirder and weirder, Peter said to himself. He read the note again, thinking about how absurd the whole situation was. He had just been asked by an old guy who came out of nowhere to make a rabbit change color, but Peter couldn't refuse a puzzle regardless of whom or where it came from. He immediately started considering various possibilities of how to approach this one. I suppose, he said to himself, I could use a felt pen to color the inside of the box and then drop it on a rabbit. Then, while it jumps and flips around inside, the ink will get all over it. That would make it change color. Peter smiled smugly about his brilliant plan, but a few seconds later, he dismissed it. No, 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 he said to himself, that won't work. The ink would dry on the box before I'd have a chance to drop it on a rabbit. 
I hope you lead the you few readers at home are trying to figure out this puzzle as well to all those who are reading and listening along. It's Peter's trying to figure this out. Back to the story. Beads of sweat started to form on Peter's forehead and his hands became clammy. His hands always got cold and wet like this when he was concentrating. Peter paced around the box, holding the pen in one hand and the carrot in the other. He mumbled to himself as he considered other possibilities. Then he stopped suddenly and raised both arms in the air like a marathon runner who had just crossed the finish line. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe we have a winner, Peter blurted out. And it didn't even take me three minutes. Beaming with pride, he put the carrot and felt pin back into the box and picked it up. He started jogging toward Mr. Wilden's farm just down the road. He quickly ran up the front steps and rang the doorbell twice. Mr. Wilden, Peter shouted. Well, before Mr. Wilden had even come to the door, mind if I play with your rabbits for a bit? Who goes there? Asked Mr. Wilden. His hearing aids were not turned on, so he hadn't heard what Peter had said. It's Peter, Peter said loudly as Mr. Wilden slowly approached the front door. Can I play with your rabbits for a while? My rabbits, Mr. Wilden said, looking a little confused. Aren't you too old to be playing with rabbits? Peter thought up a suitable response quickly. It's for school. It's for a school science project, he said, and it won't take long. Mr. Wilden seemed convinced enough by this explanation. For school, eh? He said, sure, knock yourself out. Then Mr. Wilden turned around to walk back to his sofa. Peter was moving as fast as he could now. He was excited to put his brilliant plan into action. Over there looks good, he said to himself. I in a muddy spot beside the shed. He placed the carrot on the ground. Then he turned the box upside down and gently placed it over the carrot. He took the pin, lifted it up one end of the box and carefully propped up that end with a pin. He had just created a beautiful, simple rabbit trap. And that, Peter proudly announced, is what you do to catch yourself a rabbit. Peter knew Mr. Wilden had at least 30 rabbits in or around his barn. That was the reason he had chosen to come here in the first place. He picked a light colored one and carried it over to his trap. He placed it down gently and then just like he had predicted, the rabbit quickly went for the carrot. It bumped the felt pin on the way in, causing a box to fall and trap it inside. Peter then put his foot on top of the box make it impossible for the rabbit to escape. He crouched down and put both hands on top of the box and then lightly slid it back and forth a few times. He did this gently to ensure that the rabbit inside wouldn't be hurt by his little stunt. After about 30 seconds, he lifted up the box. The mud-covered rabbit hopped away with the end of the carrot hanging out of his mouth. Voila, Peter shouted. Impressed by his handiwork, that was a piece of cake. Peter sat down on a log in front of the shed. 
and kept watching until the rabbit had gone behind a small bush. That was too easy, Peter said aloud. Too bad that old guy didn't have something harder. Be careful what you wish for, said a voice from behind him. Peter spun around quickly. The old man was less than two meters away. Smiling and rubbing his hands together. Hey, wait a second, Peter said to the old man. I know you didn't follow me here. I would have seen you behind me. So, the old man replied, putting his hands in his pockets and shrugging his shoulders. So that means you got here before me, Peter answered. But how did you know I'd come here? Because the man answered, taking a few steps closer to Peter. I am also extremely good at solving things. I knew you'd come here because that's exactly what I would have done. Okay, okay, Peter said, standing up so he could be at eye level with the old man. But why do you care? Who are you? Are you a salesman from a toy store or magic store or something? The old man let out a giggle, which turned into a roaring laugh. Then his laugh became hoarse and ended in a disgusting cough. Peter was worried for a second that the old guy was going to have a heart attack right then and there. Once the old man had caught his breath enough to speak, he sat down. I most certainly am not a salesman, he said, still straining a bit to breathe properly. This is not about money, Peter. It's actually an extremely serious matter. The... Peter? Peter said, rudely interrupting the old man mid-sentence. How do you know my name? The old man was unfazed by the interruption. I heard you say it when you were calling for Mr. Weldon, he replied. Peter, give me 15 minutes of your time after school today. That's all I ask. Just hear me out. I'll be waiting for you by the big sign on the side of the sideway, on the side of the highway. You know, the welcome to Clearview sign. You certainly don't realize it right now, but your help is needed by more than just me. It's needed by everyone. The end of chapter six. Stay tuned next time to see what happens. Chapter seven. Bye-bye. Puzzled, a mystery book by P.J. Nichols. This audiobook is read to you today by Phoenix, Sage's father. I would like to dedicate this reading to Sage, my lovely daughter in Panama. Miss you very much. This is also dedicated to her cousins, Salora and Zayden. Chapter 5. I believe that's where we left off. Yes, chapter 5. At precisely 7.37 the next morning, Peter walked out the front door to head to school. If he rode, he would be able to delay his departure until 7.52. 
but since he wasn't sure if the roads were still muddy or not, he chose to walk. Just like every other morning, Peter began counting the number of steps it took to reach the end of the street. He knew it would take him an extra three or four steps today as he had to walk around a small puddle of water at the end of the driveway. He got to the corner on step 153. He knew he'd been taking another 900 or so more before reaching the intersection. After about eight minutes of walking, he noticed someone standing at the intersection again today. As he got closer, he quickly realized it was the same person as yesterday. And not only that, but the man looked as if he were waiting for Peter's arrival. Now, this is a getting creepy, Peter said to himself as he got closer and closer to the old man. Wanting to steer clear of any danger, Peter stopped walking when he was about two meters away from him. With a tinge of sarcasm in his voice, Peter asked, Lost again, sir? This is a pretty small town. It's tough to get lost in the same spot twice. It appeared as if Peter's words had gone in one ear and out the other, as the man's expression didn't change one bit. After a fairly long pause, the old man replied, Lost? No. In need of your assistance again? Yes. My assistance, Peter said hesitantly. What do you mean? Peter took a few more steps back. He wanted to ensure that he was well out of the old man's reach. Don't run away, the old man begged. The reason I need your help is, well, I need some puzzles solved. Puzzles? Peter said, having trouble hiding his interest. What do you mean? And why me? You ask. You could ask anyone. Because you, the old man said, are very clever. Remember the question I asked you yesterday? You were about the 200th person that I asked that exact same question to over the last six months. And none of the pre previous people were able to help. Peter backed up even further. Now this old guy was making him feel really, really uncomfortable. Wait, please wait, the man begged, even more desperately than before. Peter looked the old man directly in the eyes. Just tell me what you want and why, Peter said. I have to get to school. I'm going to be late. As I just said, the old man explained. I want you to help me solve some puzzles. Why? Well, I can explain all the details in due time. For now, I'll leave you with this. The old man put a small cardboard box on the ground. Young man, he said, you are very smart, but I only need your help if you are a exceptionally smart. Try to solve this puzzle. If you can't solve it, 
then you'll never see me again. But if you can solve it, then I will need to see you again. Then the old man turned around and slowly started to limp away. Peter looked down at the box. He nudged it a few times with his foot. Once he had convinced himself that it wasn't some type of explosive, he made the decision to look inside. I hope there isn't something like a dead frog in here, he said jokingly to himself. He used his foot to open up one of the flaps on the box and its contents intrigued him significantly. End of chapter five. But wait, wouldn't you like to see what's ahead? How about we switch it up and take a look at chapter six? Shh, heck, why not just read the whole thing? Chapter six, bonus chapter. Peter squatted down so he could get a closer look at what was inside. The box contained only three things. There was a carrot, a blue felt tip marking pen, and a small piece of paper with something written on it. He removed the paper from the box and stood up. The message was even more bizarre than the contents of the box. The message said, Your tools. This box, a carrot, a blue felt marking pen. Your task, make a rabbit change color. But you cannot color the rabbit with the pen. Oh, this just keeps getting weirder weirder, Peter said to himself. He read the note again, thinking about how absurd the whole situation was. He had just been asked by an old guy who came out of nowhere to make a rabbit change color, but Peter couldn't refuse a puzzle regardless of whom or where it came from. He immediately started considering various possibilities of how to approach this one. I suppose, he said to himself, I could use a felt pen to color the inside of the box and then drop it on a rabbit. Then, while it jumps and flips around inside, the ink will get all over it. That would make it change color. Peter smiled smugly about his brilliant plan, but a few seconds later, he dismissed it. No, 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 he said to himself. That won't work. The ink would dry on the box before I'd have a chance to drop it on a rabbit. I hope you lead the you few readers at home are trying to figure out this puzzle as well to all those who are reading and listening along. So Peter's trying to figure this out. Back to the story. Beads of sweat started to form on Peter's forehead and his hands became clammy. His hands always got cold and wet like this when he was concentrating. Peter paced around the box, holding the pen in one hand and the carrot in the other. He mumbled to himself as he considered other possibilities. Then he stopped, 
suddenly and raised both arms in the air like a marathon runner who had just crossed the finish line. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe we have a winner, Peter blurted out. And it didn't even take me three minutes. Beaming with pride, he put the carrot and felt pin back into the box and picked it up. He started jogging toward Mr. Wilden's farm just down the road. He quickly ran up the front steps and rang the doorbell twice. Mr. Wilden, Peter shouted. Well, before Mr. Wilden had even come to the door, mind if I play with your rabbits for a bit? Who goes there? Asked Mr. Wilden. His hearing aids were not turned on, so he hadn't heard what Peter had said. It's Peter, Peter said loudly as Mr. Wilden slowly approached the front door. Can I play with your rabbits for a while? My rabbits, Mr. Wilden said, looking a little confused. Aren't you too old to be playing with rabbits? Peter thought up a suitable response quickly. It's for school. It's for a school science project, he said, and it won't take long. Mr. Wilden seemed convinced enough by this explanation. For school, eh? He said, sure, knock yourself out. Then Mr. Wilden turned around to walk back to his sofa. Peter was moving as fast as he could now. He was excited to put his brilliant plan into action. Over there looks good, he said to himself. I in a muddy spot beside the shed. He placed the carrot on the ground. Then he turned the box upside down and gently placed it over the carrot. He took the pin, lifted it up one end of the box and carefully propped up that end with a pin. He had just created a beautiful, simple rabbit trap. And that, Peter proudly announced, is what you do to catch yourself a rabbit. Peter knew Mr. Wilden had at least 30 rabbits in or around his barn. That was the reason he had chosen to come here in the first place. He picked a light colored one and carried it over to his trap. He placed it down gently and then just like he had predicted, the rabbit quickly went for the carrot. It bumped the felt pin on the way in, causing the box to fall and trap it inside. Peter then put his foot on top of the box, making it imp impossible for the rabbit to escape. He crouched down and put both hands on top of the box and then lightly slid it back and forth a few times. He did this gently to ensure that the rabbit inside wouldn't be hurt by his little stunt. After about 30 seconds, he lifted up the box. The mud-covered rabbit hopped away with the end of the carrot hanging out of his mouth. Voila, Peter shouted, impressed by his handiwork. That was a piece of cake. Peter sat down on a log in front of the shed and kept watching until the rabbit had gone behind a small bush. That was too easy. Peter said aloud, too bad that old guy didn't have something harder. Be careful what you wish for, said a voice from behind him. Peter spun around quickly. The old man was less than two meters away. Smiling and rubbing his hands together. Hey, wait a second, Peter said to the old man. I know you didn't follow me here. I would have seen you behind me. So, the old man replied putting his hands in his pockets and shrugging his shoulders. 
So that means you got here before me? Peter answered. But how did you know I'd come here? Because the man answered, taking a few steps closer to Peter. I am also extremely good at solving things. I knew you'd come here because that's exactly what I would have done. Okay, okay, Peter said, standing up so he could be at eye level with the old man. But why do you care? Who are you? Are you a salesman from a toy store or magic store or something? The old man let out a giggle, which turned into a roaring laugh. Then his laugh became hoarse and ended in a disgusting cough. Peter was worried for a second that the old guy was going to have a heart attack right then and there. Once the old man had caught his breath enough to speak, he sat down. I most certainly am not a salesman, he said, still straining a bit to breathe properly. This is not about money, Peter. It's actually an extremely serious matter. The... Peter? Peter said, rudely interrupting the old man mid-sentence. How do you know my name? The old man was unfazed by the interruption. I heard you say it when you were calling for Mr. Weldon, he replied. Peter, give me 15 minutes of your time after school today. That's all I ask. Just hear me out. I'll be waiting for you by the big sign on the side of the sideway, on the side of the highway. You know, the welcome to Clearview sign. You certainly don't realize it right now, but your help is needed by more than just me. It's needed by everyone. The end of chapter six. Stay tuned next time to see what happens. Chapter seven. Bye-bye.